Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. We can't escape seeing all of the people coming to the rescue these days. Whether it's the doctors, nurses, and other hospital staff on the front line, or grocery clerks, postal workers, and the folks fulfilling orders at Amazon. There are so many people making an impact in this important time. I'm Patrice Sikora with Laura Gregg and David Partain of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds. In this Flexible Advisor podcast, they look at the financial advisory community and the people helping everyone through this. We are joined today by Mark Lavoie, a Vice President of ProSec Partners. ProSec Partners is a public relations consultant who specializes in the creation and execution of strategic communications plans for some of the world's largest financial institutions and advisors. Based between Boston and New York, he spent the past 10 years building media relations and thought leadership programs that help investors and advisors strengthen their brands with clients and prospects. He is also experienced in providing careful strategy around sensitive crisis situations, obviously with COVID-19 keeping him particularly busy lately as advisors face uncharted territory. We've had the pleasure of working with Mark and the whole ProSec team now for a number of years, and it's been great collaborating with them. Welcome, Mark, and thank you for joining us on the Flexible Advisor podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Mark, when we uh, first spoke about doing this podcast, um, and thank you for agreeing to it, I think I was asking you about what you were hearing from your advisor clients and how they were doing. Can you tell us about what you've been hearing from the field? They're adapting. It's an unusual time, and we're all figuring out how to operate within it. I think that the way that they're looking at it, they're trying to figure out how to best serve clients at the same or better level as before. So first and foremost, from a communication standpoint, they're understanding the importance of ongoing communication with these clients and checking in, whether that's over the phone, via video conferencing. It's about having frequent conversations with them just to see how they are, first and foremost, and then talking about the portfolio and what they need to do to better prepare for the future. This is the time to initiate those conversations, whether it's around a succession plan, uh, et cetera. And if clients don't have a sound financial plan, this is the time to put one in place so that they're prepared for the future. I really feel like being able to, one, connect with your clients personally, whether that's over the phone or on a video conference call, is so important. And unfortunately, I've been talking with advisors that are still using email as their primary means of communication. And and just giving your clients the uh, opportunity to discuss what their plan looks like now. It may be that everything still is in place, even despite the, the market downturn, and that can provide some really needed comfort during this difficult time to clients. Definitely. It's, it, it, comfort is the right word there, Laura. I, I, I think that people right now are at home. They're either with their immediate family or completely alone. And so finding comfort in, in the people around them and, and sort of finding those allies, that's important right now. And advisors can serve that role very easily. If advisors are communicating with their clients as they should be, or possibly the press about the market, what do you suggest that they do that? Or how do you suggest that they do that while being sensitive to all of the things still going on right now? Yeah, it's an important question. And and we've been seeing people doing it the right way and the wrong way. 
we have been trying to advise clients right now to not overemphasize the buying opportunity. I think we saw a lot of that when the market took its initial dive. And frankly, it was a little tone deaf to a lot of the listeners and viewers uh, of those networks because it sort of ignored the cost of the downturn that we're experiencing right now too. You know, instead advisors should, should look to talk about the broader picture with their portfolios. You know, what shifts they're doing to account for the new environment and to protect their clients. So it really comes down to word choice more than anything, but it is important to be careful in, in how you're framing your story about your portfolio. And sometimes the right action is no action, depending on how far into the, the downturn they were. Sometimes holding pat is the right thing to do. Definitely. It's, it's, it can be very destructive to think with a very short-term lens. Keeping that long-term focus and your client's goals in mind are, are definitely uh, important. And articulating that message to them in the right way is, is important to do, too. Now, the second thing that we're thinking about too and working through with our advisor clients is to have them be a resource for their clients. We've seen some managers create COVID-19 resource pages for their clients, and these have resonated really well with both clients and the media alike. It ends up being a great spot for, for time crunched reporters to go and see what these advisors are saying to clients right now and using that for their, their coverage. People are looking for real information right now outside of the noise, and there's a lot of it. Being a trusted advisor gives you the license to provide that unfiltered to an active listener base. And they also want to hear what other clients are asking about. So uh, pulling together a few points proactively that summarizes what you've heard in other conversations, it can be really useful for, for, for any clients to hear. And also, I would assume just having an opinion, being able to articulate what your opinion is during this time is powerful. Yes. I mean, definitely both sides of that coin. It's important to have an opinion about some really important topics, but also to admit what you don't know. This is, again, uncharted territory. Being honest and open with clients as well is, is resonating really well right now. Mark, I don't understand. Haven't you lived through a pandemic before? <laughs> Only my great grandfather. <laughs> I know for us, you've really helped us with our reputation. And for advisors, obviously, reputation is everything with their clients and prospects. Given a market downturn or even health concerns at the, say, leadership level, how are your clients changing their behaviors to keep their reputations intact? This is a good one. And, and this really comes down to preparation, right? If you're walking into a big meeting, you know, you're not going to not prep for that. You're not going to go in cold. Yeah. Preparing for questions about portfolio performance is something that we are recommending to all of our clients right now. This is an obvious choice, but it is helpful to write down what your talking points are going to be around the questions that you'll likely face. And also to not be dismissive about those questions. Acknowledge mm -hmm. any concerns that they have, fully walk through your plan, and admit as I said before, what you know and what you don't know. The situation is new, it's evolving, and we're all learning together. So to have it be a collaborative conversation is really going to be your best bet. From a particularly sensitive reputational point too, we've seen that anyone who's working on site, this could be a potential reputation issue. If your state is under a stay-at-home order right now, stay at home unless there are obvious exceptions to your business. But for those obvious exceptions, be prepared to, to answer for those asked by clients or the press, as right now that's seen as putting people at risk, and we need to be sensitive to that. So Mark, are you telling me that my dog barking is not one of those obvious exceptions? 
<laughs> you know, dogs barking right now on, on phone calls is very endearing. So I would I encourage you to bring all the animals into the room so people know <laughs> that you're at home. We're going to start getting cows and sheep. So anyway, exactly. you know, we, yeah, it's what it feels like sometimes, especially you on uh, living. I think you live out in a farm near, near Boston. So maybe you have some farm animals that you bring into uh, the, the conference calls. Not, not yet. My neighbors do. Uh, I hear their chickens at 5 a.m. So that's been a fun change of pace. <laughs> I would just say the last thing too, when it comes to reputation, I know that firms like to, uh, to, to announce sort of what we call soft announcements. So these are anniversaries of mm. you know, when your practice was founded, any new hires that you've made. We're advising clients to be careful with those right now. It might not be the right time to make those. And if you can wait until the summer to announce those milestones, that might be the most prudent action. So when the news levels out, it's a better time to talk about that. And you'll be able to get more ears and eyes on that news come that time. We've all seen the blast emails that were circulated by Ugh. virtually every brand in the yes. first few weeks of the crisis. Do you recommend a different approach to communications with clients? Absolutely. Exactly. I, I think that we all experienced this. It was, I, I felt like I was getting hundreds of emails a day from every business I ever interacted with <laughs> since yep, I yep. was probably 15 years old. And you know, to, to be honest, it, it's had the opposite effect that it, it was intended to have. So rather than being reassuring, it became irritating and something that was supposed to show empathy and compassion. It just felt a little forced and inauthentic. Instead, what we're telling our advisor clients is to really keep it personal, pick up the phone, Give your clients a call and better yet, if you can use video conferencing, what we've seen is this has been widely adopted over the last month or two, and it's been fantastic. So to frame the conversation by asking how your clients are doing personally, it really goes the extra mile. It shows empathy and compassion. And yes, it's time consuming, but it really is time well spent. So I have a daughter-in-law who is a nurse here in the Chicagoland area. And I know for her, every time somebody says thank you, or she goes and buys a cup of coffee or donuts where you buy a dozen, get a dozen free if you're a nurse, she's just appreciated it. We are seeing a lot of companies like that step up in response to the pandemic and give. How are your clients thinking about giving back to their communities right now? Charity is the obvious one. And I think charitable giving, think about what makes sense for your practice. So if you haven't donated to a local food bank, restaurant, hospital, et cetera, that's the thing that we should be thinking about today. And for advisors that are lucky enough to have a strong social media following, use those platforms as a way to spread any important or encouraging news about the events that are happening in your local area. Um, some may even want to lend those social media handles to, to local public health responders who may need to reach, lar reach large audiences uh, to get the news out about certain you know, issues happening. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of creative things that you know, advisors can do that are social media savvy to help inform their audience around the crisis. And you know, I would say, finally, there are a lot of people that are unemployed now. Financial advisors have a great skill set and how to get people organized around their finances. This may be the time to offer some free financial advice to those individuals. It's a very generous way to help keep them organized and stay afloat in a time of, of a really great uncertainty. That's a very cool idea, Mike. Mark, I love that. I want to share a, a, a story locally in, in my area that really caught my attention there. As, as David knows, there's a small restaurant that we patron quite frequently in normal times, but they're a small business with a small group of employees and they're doing their best to keep them employed. But there was a, a local business 
that purchased meals from that restaurant that the, the restaurant staff delivered to a community of elderly people. And it was no touch, but this uh, company bought all of the meals. So he helped the restaurant and he helped uh, a group of senior citizens to bring a little sunshine to their day. I just thought that was an incredible thing to do. That's interesting. Yesterday, my wife told me about an email she received. And my son attends a small college in the middle of really rural Indiana. And they were saying, buy, support the restaurants in this little town because they may not be here in the fall when your kids come back. And so the, the uh, thinking was to purchase the gift cards now to help the restaurants stay afloat. And I think people are really trying to think of ways to help out small businesses. I, I agree. And, and, and for anyone who's running a practice, part of your brand is, is to be an ally with your communities. Make sure to step up out there in big ways right now because it, people will remember that once this is all over. Mark, most of us are working from home right now or those that are um, fortunate enough to be able to. What are your tips for advisors that are uh, being forced into this virtual environment? I, I know we're all picking up the pace as quickly as we can, but do you have any specific uh, tips for advisors out there? Yes. You know, I, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on, on video because having video capabilities has gone from a nice to have technology to an absolute requirement. If you haven't subscribed to a video call provider, whether it's Zoom, WebEx, Skype, all of those are good options and well, it helps keep the personal element alive with clients. Once you figure it out, it's not that complicated at all. And there's a few things you can do with video that we're encouraging advisors to do right now, which can really help. One of the things is if you're having meetings with your clients, especially the elderly ones, bring their children to the meeting as well. Everyone can join from their homes and have a conversation about the portfolio overall. It's a great way to make sure that everyone feels included, but it also could be a really helpful way to bridge that generation gap that some advisors might be thinking about how to bridge. The second thing is people are looking for community right now. And we've been pushing with clients to do what we call first 15 roundtables. So essentially what you do is you send it on e email to your clients and say, tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to be having an intimate conversation. First 15 people that reply, we'll share the code with you. And the conversation is really just whatever people, uh, people want to talk about. It can be their portfolios, it can be what's going on personally. But what's important is that you're bringing together a group of people that previously didn't really speak to each other or may not have known about each other. And they're having a meaningful conversation about what their financial future or their, their own personal future looks like. And you helped facilitate that. It's, it's a great forum. It, it can be a very powerful binding mechanism for the relationships with your clients. And it also reassures them that they're not alone. Speaking with people in similar positions, it just makes them feel a little better. So that's the video stuff. And I think that that idea, Mark, is, is wonderful, especially, you know, I would say for advisors that want to take on that idea to even curate those invitations to invite like-minded people they think might really have a lot in common and you could do multiples of those and that wouldn't be that hard or time consuming. And then hopefully those uh, communities continue beyond this pandemic. I think that's phenomenal. The, the only problem there is that if you're like me and you waited to get your hair cut and then all of a sudden you can't, it's, it's not a good look. <laughs> Call the hat, David. <laughs> Everybody looks the same. 
We all look shaggy. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so we talked about email a lot today. And I will say there is a time and a place for email. But I would say with this, being responsive to inbounds from clients is crucial right now. People are presuming that everyone has more time on their hands since they're working from home. So answering questions or requests in a few hours tops will be really important for advisors to show that they are present and at the service of their clients. Great. Thank you. I think those were all great ideas. And so we're, we're coming up to our time, but I do have one last ask of you, Mark. I'm hoping that you can provide an actionable idea. I mean, you've provided many already, but what's one actionable idea that advisors can take away today and begin implementing in their business tomorrow? The obvious one is just to over-communicate, but I feel like advisors are being pretty good about this. I'm going to recommend something that's a little bit unusual that maybe they hadn't thought of. Social media is a very powerful tool. If advisors have been slow to adopt social media for their business, right now is an a great time to pivot to productivity and, and take the time to look into it now that you have a little bit of extra time. Like I said, LinkedIn is especially powerful uh, to help get your message out there. So build your profile. Consider if you can write insights for LinkedIn Pulse, which is platform's tool for users to publish content. And if you like what you're seeing, you have an opportunity to put money behind that content so that it reaches very specific people, peers on their news feeds. And it's, it's a great way to start to, to attract potential clients in your community. That, that's fantastic. And there are so many small businesses, so many small social media consultants out there in every market that an advisor doesn't feel confident about taking that step. There's somebody that you can hire to help you out, and it's probably not going to break the bank, but will really increase your exposure. Mark, we really appreciate everything you do for us on a daily basis and we appreciate your coming on to the flexible advisor podcast and sharing some of your insights and i hope you stay well and everybody on this podcast is staying healthy and we look forward to talking to you again on the next episode thank you so much thank you for having me Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Laura, David, and Mark. Mark Lavoy of Prosec Partners. You can subscribe to the Flexible Advisor podcast with Laura Gregg and David Partain of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds by tapping the subscribe button on this page. You can also share with friends and colleagues with the share button. Thank you for listening to the Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. 
it is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.